What's going on, all my podcasters? See Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle bring you another episode. And to be honest, I gotta say, I am in love with crockpots. Like, there isn't anything that I can't cook in a crockpot. I use it for almost everything. Because a lot of times, nine times out of ten, like I said, by the time I get home, and I gotta shower, and maybe clean a little bit, do this and that, maybe watch some of my favorite TV shows on TV, and by the time that it's I'm done doing that, it's usually cooked and ready to go. So, while I'm making this podcast right now, I've got this crock pot sitting in my studio. Long story short, I call it my studio, it's my bedroom. <laughs> and, um, that way I can keep an eye on it. See, I don't have to have it in the kitchen, you know, I can keep it right here in my bedroom, on the floor, plugged into the wall, I do not give a fuck. So... That's the cool thing about rolling with C-Jizzle and the Whizzle. No, but seriously, I've tried to make everything in this thing. It warms up burritos and, and Sancho's and stuff pretty good for my job. You just chuck it in there for like an hour, hour and a half. And they're ready to go. But the thing that I like the most about it is... I can put these chicken wings in here... I've added the sauce to it and everything, and it should only take two hours, give or take. So, I put the timer on it. It's got a digital timer. It's not like the old crock pots with the crank knob on it. It's got a little digital timer where it's two hours, four hours, six hours, and I think eight and ten hours. I don't know. But after it gets done with that, it doesn't just turn off. It, it turns over to warm instead. So... Let's say I get really fucking shit-faced drunk and I pass out for like a couple hours. They're still going to be good and ready to eat whenever I wake up. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, they're not going to be cold. They're going to be plenty cooked. Um, you don't have to worry about burning the fuck out of them either. So, I had to say... I had a crock pot back in the day, the old turnstile knob one, and I think I put like a corned beef brisket in it or something, something like that. Maybe it was a brisket itself, I don't know. But I remember putting it in the crock pot, and I only put so much water in it, and I ended up falling asleep, and I ended up waking up, and the motherfucker was completely black. Completely burnt to a crisp. Not even shitting you. And, um... I've had many close calls like that, especially living in this apartment. I can't tell you how many times I've fucking put a pizza in the oven and... Woke up to a smell and fucking went in there and it was burnt. Many other things, too. Not just pizza. You go in there, it's fucking pitch black burnt. <laughs> I've gotten lucky over the years that I haven't fucking... Caught my place on fire. No shit. I've even got this mattress protector on my bed. Long story short. It's supposed to keep out the dust and dander and bugs and all that good stuff, you know. Well, I ended up falling asleep one night and it burnt through my sheet. Went through some of that mattress protector and it was getting ready to catch my mattress on fire. And long story short, I woke up just in the nick of time. So, I've been pretty lucky.
Man. It's just like this weed doesn't want to burn or something. It's really fucking with me. There we go. So anywho, I got the wings in the crock pot. A couple hours from now, it's 1:45 in the morning right now. So a couple hours from now it'll be about four in the morning. I'm still gonna be up watching TV and shit. To be honest, some nights I have nights like this where I stay up till the sun comes up. But the good thing is, I don't have to be at work until five in the evening tomorrow. So. I had to wake up and be at work at 11, I'd be, I'd be asleep probably definitely before 4. <clears throat> so on nights like tonight, I sit back, I watch Gotham or Outlander or, um, hell, I'll even, I'll even put in some animated Ghostbusters. I've got the animated Ghostbusters on DVD, it's got like 10 discs, so... And while I'm watching TV, I usually scroll through my Facebook and look at shit. Or I'll go and look at what Russia's been doing, you know, lately. Which isn't a lot. Russia's been getting humiliated. Anywho. I've got a very good Russian friend of mine. And it's really ironic really crazy that an American and a Russian are very very good friends I've been friends with him for over 15 years and I just want to give a shout out to him because everybody that's I mean I've got quite a few viewers on this podcast station but he's the only person that's ever stuck around this whole time he's listened to every episode I can say that. I can really truthfully say that he's listened to every episode. And I'm not talking, you know, you got to go way back. I mean, this is, I've been making podcasts for about a year and a half or more. I think about two, two and a half years maybe, because I was still living with my mom whenever I was making podcasts, and I've been here for about a year and a half, so I stayed with my mom for a year while I was in between, and I was making podcasts then. And those are probably the best ones. You should really go back and, and listen to my first podcast. <laughs> I have a good friend, Tracy, you know. She's a new friend, but she's a good friend. And she asked me, what are my podcasts about? She hadn't even heard she hadn't even heard of any of my podcasts. And she asked, what is it about? I'm like, anything and everything. I talk about whatever I want. I talk about politics. I talk about abortions, I, I talk about drugs, I talk about, you know, anything and everything, literally. I don't hold back. I talk about whatever I want, when I want. I give everybody my opinion on what I think is right and wrong. And um, if you don't like it, that's fine. But if you do, cool. You know, I mean, this this station, this podcast was originally intended to be um, it was strictly just made for me to vent on. I didn't have anybody to talk to about shit. 
I was going through a lot of shit back then. This was just a way for me to, to talk, you know, for me to vent and rant about shit. And if you wanted to listen to it, cool. You know, maybe you might learn something out of it. But that was originally the only reason why I started this channel. And now I've got people that, they, they literally log on and they listen to me every day just to see what I think and what I have to say, pretty much. Now, like I said, I wish I can, I, I do believe I can go live on this, on Spotify and Anchor. I do believe I can make live videos, but I haven't gotten around to doing it yet. It's kind of, um, kind of, uh, new to it, and it kind of scares me a little bit, I guess you could say. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, so... I would rather just make Facebook Live videos again, like I used to, if I was going to do that. But the thing with that is, I can't say whatever I want on Facebook Live. Now, on Anchor and Spotify, you can say whatever you want. I don't know about live videos, because like I said, I haven't made one yet. But I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. You can talk about whatever you want, and you're not going to get flagged for it, or put in Facebook jail. Anchor... That was that was another reason why I made this podcast. Once I once I made it to rant on and I found out that it's no hold a bar, you can talk about anything you want. That's whenever it was set in stone that this is where I need to be. This is this is the outlet that I need to be able to talk about anything, anywhere, anytime, to anybody. There's people from all over this world that listen to me. And it's crazy. I've got people from Senegal, I've got people from I've probably got fucking 30, 40 different countries that people listen. It's really cool. And I think the, the, the coolest thing is with people that live out of state or out of country or whatever is they want to know what's going on here. You know, they want to know what's so different about my life versus their life. I guess. I don't know. Um... But it's, I, I never started this channel thinking, oh, I'm going to get famous from this, or, oh, I'm going to get a shitload of viewers, or um, nothing, nothing like that. And, I mean, I'm definitely not famous, I can tell you that, but, hmm, I also haven't gotten out there yet, you know, I mean, I haven't even... I haven't even advertised this station yet. I can I can make stickers, bumper stickers and shit and put them everywhere. I can go from state to state and advertise my fucking channel and start a YouTube channel. And then after I get my thousand fucking subscribers, guess what? Then it's over with. Then I'm gonna be making content every day. And when I say every day, like like I said, it's gonna be the same thing with this channel. You're never gonna know what you're gonna run into. You're never gonna know what's on the channel. One day I could be showing you a fucking pizza place somewhere in New York. The next day I can be down in Louisiana showing you what the best seafood looks like. You never know. That's the way I want to keep it with my channel. I want people to wake up and say, well, what the fuck's he going to show us next? What's, what's the next crazy thing that he's going to show us? Or what's the next thing that he's going to do? That's what I want. I want to be able to wake up. And not have to worry about going to work. Just wake up and do crazy shit. 
and experience life. That's pretty much what I want to do. So, some people have been successful doing that, and they've gotten viewers, and they make money off of it. They've even gotten famous off of it. That's not what I'm intending. If it happens, it happens. But, I just want to see shit and do shit. And I want to show everybody on how, how beautiful America can really be deep down, instead of all this hatred and killing and politics and shit. I want to show people the beautiful mountain ranges and the little taco stand in this small town that you never fucking know is there. You know, um, you know, anything else is just icing on the cake. So, and like I said, I'm just getting started. I, I've been doing these podcasts for about a couple years now or more, but it's just, it's not, you know, it's just been me leading up to what I really want to do. So, I'm not really there yet. And as soon as I get a laptop to where I can store more videos and more data, then I can start making as many videos as I want. But right now, I'm working off of a phone right now. You know, um, limited internet, really. If I was out of the city, I wouldn't be able to get any internet. Because it runs on Wi-Fi. Um, and so there's there's limits. You know, I can't start a fucking YouTube channel right now, even if I wanted to, because I don't have a laptop. I don't have enough viewers. Um, if you're going to do it mobile off of a phone, you got to have at least a 1,000 subscribers. You can make YouTube videos on a computer if you got a webcam, but it's crazy. It's just, I don't know. But for right now, it's just me living the dandy old American dream, trying to get somewhere. And like I said, I want to I give a shout out to my friend Slava for being there from day one. Um, you know, he, he's really... I don't want to say he's given me hope, but he's really opened my eyes to what this channel could really do for people. You know, when, 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 I don't know how to really explain it. When somebody else benefits off of, off of something that you say or whatever, you never really know how much you're going to really make a difference in that person's life. Honestly. They could be going through a really shit day, and just listening to your shit day just makes them feel better. So, um, not only that, but like I said, you can learn a lot of things from other people. Just listening to their experiences, you know, uh, maybe they've done something in the past that, that actually worked. Um, anywho, you're going to hear a lot of rants, you're going to hear a lot of bitching, moaning. You know, um, but you're also going to hear a lot of crazy things. So, Tracy, <laughs> my new friend Tracy, had, had said that she wanted to know what I talk about. And she says, hopefully, it's not UFOs. So, we're going to go on to start about UFOs. <laughs> we're going to give, give Tracy what she really wants. If she's listening, hopefully she is, but... UFOs, I'm going to kind of give it to you quick. Um, no, I don't think that we're the only ones out here. No, I don't think that the Earth is flat. 
Um, and, and yeah, I think, you know, to say that we're not the only ones out there, there has to be fucking other species on another planet somewhere. Now, do I think that we're ever going to meet them or get to see them? No. They're just too far away. You know, the, the nearest place that they could be, I think, is in Prox the Proxima star system, I do believe is what they said. And it would take, it's like 4.2 light years away or something. It would take like something like 80,000 years or something crazy to get there. Maybe it's 40,000, but anywho, it's just impossible. So, I started thinking about different things, you know, kind of past my mind. And I think about things like, how can we travel faster than hypersonic speeds? Like, hypersonic speeds... Is anything over than Mach 5, I do believe. It's traveling five times faster than the speed of sound. How can we make something that's ten times faster than the speed of sound? And you gotta think, there's, there's gonna be people inside of this spacecraft. So, you know, after I think about three or four G's, the heart can't pump enough blood to the brain. So you, that's why you see a lot of pilots and shit that pass out and shit when they're flying. So, how are they going to make sure, even traveling at 5G's, hypersonic, how are you going to make sure that people aren't passing out and shit, that they're going to get enough blood flow to their brain for extended periods of time? That's what I want to know. Unless you've got like an artificial gravity chamber or something, it's crazy. So this is where we start getting into crazy talk and UFOs and shit, Tracy. <laughs> For Elon Musk to say that we're going to go and fly to Mars and we're going to live there is just complete fucking garbage. I don't know how else to put it. For him to think that we're going to be able to fly there, colonize there, we're going to be able to terraform the atmosphere... We haven't even fucking worked on our atmosphere. We can't terraform our own atmosphere, so I don't know what he thinks. But, and for us, for the people that are building it and colonizing it, first starting out, they're going to be bombarded with radiation because there's no atmosphere. They're going to have limited supply of oxygen. They're going to have no water. So how the fuck does he think that we're going to be able to even start terraforming this planet? Like, let's say we even started tomorrow. It would probably take 500 fucking years for the atmosphere to even be relatively close to what we need. And then you gotta think about, you know, like, uh, forming land, you know, making continents and shit. It's, it's crazy. If he thinks that that's ever gonna happen. And the funny thing is, People are, are giving them millions and millions of dollars to fucking do this shit. If you look at the stocks, Tesla stocks have dropped. You know, everything that Elon Musk has been a part of has dropped in the past couple months. Especially after his stupid statement how he said he wanted to invest in China. Because Chinese people work until 3 in the morning with the midnight burning oil. So basically what he's saying is it's going to be cheaper to get labor out of China than to just fund 
getting jobs in the United States. He, he kind of contradicted himself because he says nobody in the United States wants to work. But he says that he was going to take all these jobs and give them to another country. So that kind of doesn't make any sense. And secondly, for him to say that there's nobody in the United States that wants to work is really kind of bold-faced for him to say because he doesn't know what it's like to work a hard day's work in his life. And he grew up in South Africa. So he moved here to America and ever and, and he's been you know, he's he's never laid bricks, he's never been a carpenter, he's never fucking sweat before. He sat around and he was a computer nerd that sold some software and made some money off of it, and then took that money and sold some more software, and then took that money and bought Tesla, basically. I mean he's I don't know. To me, you know, a lot of people say, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Elon you know, he's put all this money into all these different companies for them to fail. Just last year, SpaceX was was about to be bankrupt because they couldn't produce enough Raptor engines and, and shuttles, spaceships, to, to meet their contract. So they were going to become bankrupt. Really close. So... Same thing with the Tesla market, you know, like I said before, you can only make a Tesla so many times before it gets boring and obsolete and and there's so many gas-powered cars out there, muscle cars and shit that people are just not going to part ways with. It's just never going to happen. You got $200,000 cars that are supercars. People are not going to trade those in for an electric vehicle. It's just not going to happen. They're going to start making their own gas because Biden and shit, or whoever's president, is going to make it to where, well, you have to have an electric vehicle because we're not going to make any more gas. So you're going to have these hillbillies making gas in a bathtub just like they did with moonshine. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, guys. If I get to live another 50 years, it's going to be crazy. think that we should we should be going to like one of Saturn's moons or one of Jupiter's moons they've they found moon systems Titan is one of them where it looks very very similar to earth it's got oceans it's got land and stuff that's from you know the sand being pushed from the tidal waves and shit it's probably the closest thing to earth that we have except it has liquid methane on it but if we can figure that out then maybe if we can terraform that and maybe bring the temperature to an ideal temperature then the methane would maybe boil off and you'd be left with water who knows who knows I'm not a scientist but you got more chance of doing that than fucking with Mars so, it's a pipe dream. Unless you're going to live on the inside of Mars in the complete dark and not get any sunlight. I mean, that's a possibility, but there's so many Mars quakes and shit that they're, they're worse than earthquakes here on Earth. We're not talking about like an 8.6 earthquake, we're talking about like a 19.6 earthquake. So... My thing is, 
you got such a beautiful planet here. And like I said, we got so many problems we need to work on and shit. You got such a beautiful planet here. Why want, Why would you want to move to another place? That's so barren and ugly and hostile environment. You know, I don't get it. Except I think it's a, it's a scheme. I think Elon Musk is running a scheme to get everybody excited about going to Mars. So they give him all this money. Right? And he takes all that money and he's living off of it right now. But whenever it actually comes down to going to Mars 20 years from now, we're not going to be there. We're not going to be anywhere close to it. We have yet to even go back to the moon. Think about that for a minute. We've got space shuttles and rockets and shit that have been to the moon in the past, supposedly, so why haven't we been there since? That's that's my biggest question. And they've got to come up with these new spacesuits and shit and these new shuttles. Well, if we've got shit that's already gotten us to the moon before, I don't know. I feel like it's all a bunch of, it's a bunch of lies to me. I don't know. We've got millions and trillions of dollars being spent on shit like that, but yet we're trillions of dollars in debt as a country. We're going to be bankrupt. We're going to go into another recession. Because, let's be honest, we just we can't afford to do it. We can't afford to keep, you know, spending and spending and spending and not making any money. And so, like I've said in the past, it's, it's called the jelly bean theory. And if I'm the only person in the world that makes jelly beans, and I've got somebody from Africa that says, hey, I want to borrow a few jelly beans, and for every one that I borrow, I'm going to give you another one back. So I'm going to give you one for two. Well, you can't, because I'm the only person that makes jelly beans. So, and it's the same thing with American money. We keep giving it away, you know. That's why inflation's going up. All these other countries, like, um, I was watching this documentary about, um, where was it? Not Venezuela. Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot the name of it. I think it starts with a B. It's a, it's a little fucking Hispanic place in Central America. And they, um... I'll think about it here in a little bit, but they um, they had their own money. But like, if you're a tourist and you go there, <laughs> it's like forty thousand of their money to get a hot dog, right? And they don't have forty thousand of their money. They might only have twenty thousand that they have, right? So they started talking tourists into giving them dollars instead. And there's a lot of tourists that go to that country. And, um, so they basically have been taking American dollars and hoarding them, holding on to it, instead of taking their own money from their own country. Because there's, it's, it's really hard to explain, but their country only has so much money. And it's an astronomical amount 
to get a pizza or to get a hot dog or to get a soda. For, for locals, it's like over a whole month's paycheck, you know. So when tourists go there, the locals don't even have enough money to give them change. Like if you had a $20 bill that you gave them, they wouldn't have the change to give you back. So, like a dollar there is a big difference. trying to think of the name of the country Bolivia Bolivia I knew it started with a B and so Bolivares is is the currency that they use but like I said there's not a lot of Bolivares in their country so and things can be very expensive so you got to think about that it's not like going to Mexico and you know peso to a dollar exchange rate, you know, it's a little bit different. At least with Mexico, like I said, the exchange rate changes like every day and you don't really get a whole lot more. But when you go to Bolivia and you give them a dollar, they get, that's a, that's a come up, you know, that's a lot to them. So same thing if you go to Thailand, like um, $10 in Thailand is a pretty good amount of money. It's like a half month's rent, so you can definitely go and pay a prostitute. I, I've talked to um, Navy sailors that have been to Thailand, and they said you can get a prostitute for $10, $20 easily. It's like a half month's rent to a whole month's rent. So, not that I would ever do that, but um, it's just crazy. The exchange rate on the dollar even still to this day but we keep giving billions if not trillions to Ukraine for aid which don't get me wrong I I know they need it I think that we should have put boots on the ground and we could have got more results I think we could have I really do instead of sending all these weapons over there some of them are getting stolen by the Russians some of them, you know, they don't know how to work them. But if you put American troops over there with these weapons, I believe that we would push back the Russians twice as much. And if we had other nations, like Australia that went in and Germany and everything, the Russians wouldn't stand a chance. That's why they're so scared. That's why they told everybody, oh, if you get involved, then there's going to be serious nuclear war and blah, blah, blah. That's what they did in the Cold War. Blah, blah, blah. Try to scare everybody. I think we need to be sending undercover people over there. Spies. Assassins. People that you don't know what country they're from. They're, not, they're never going to tell you. Pull them behind enemy lines and they get captured. They're not going to tell you if they're American or German. That's what we need is a black ops force from different countries. A coalition to come together. And that speaks Russian. Like I said, if they get captured, they would never know. You would never know that I'm American or German or whatever because I speak Russian. And I'm never going to tell you where I came from. So... But the same thing we did with Osama bin Laden, we sent four to six 
12 people, whatever. And we got his ass. Period. We caught him off guard when he was sitting in his fucking living room, snacking along. Eating some Cheez-Its. <sighs> Snuck in on his ass. And that's what's going to happen to Putin eventually. Whether it's now or later, whether it's us or someone else. They're going to sneak up on his ass. It might even be somebody from his own country. They're gonna, they're gonna fucking overthrow him, cause you know, all the sanctions and everything is just, people are getting fed up with it. There were people protesting over in Russia once they found out the truth. So not all of Russia is for all of this. There's still people that know the truth now, and they're kind of against it. Um, I can't really say much, but it's crazy. We've taken out, like, nine generals and 40 colonels already. So, I'm wondering how much more Russia can really take. Because they've got these outdated ships, they've got these outdated weapons and shit. Even the soldiers are saying it's outdated. And they're getting their ass handed to them. Like, whole battalions getting wiped out. They had a whole fucking battalion that was trying to cross this river on a pontoon bridge. And the Ukrainians hit it with a missile and killed like over a hundred people. So, they're doing some pretty good damage. I'm not going to lie. And I think Russia's just going to get so fed up with it eventually that they're not going to have any other choice. But they're going to have to use nuclear weapons. They're going to dwindle down their army to nothing. And then once they dwindle their army down to nothing, guess what? It's the perfect opportunity to invade, right? Ukraine is going to take back shit because there's not as many soldiers. They're already kind of taking back shit. Russia is enlisting high school students now because they ran short on troops. They're training high school students now. They won't be ready to hit the battlefield for another month at least, but they're still going to be inexperienced, young kids. But, you know, war is an ugly price to pay. I hope that at least half of those kids surrender and make it to another country to find refuge. Some of those soldiers that, you know, this last time, you know, some of them were given up after they found out what was going on. What do you think is going to happen with these young, scared kids? The same thing. (laughs) Either that or they're all going to die and it's going to be an easy walkover. And what's going to happen after they kill all these younger high school students? You know... Then they're just going to have to send in their last little bit of troops that they got, I guess. But I can tell you that Ukrainians are not going to, they're not going to fold. And I have to tip my hat to them because if, if, if this was what's going on in America right now, if another country was to try and come and take America, 
it would never happen. You would have men, women, and children getting all their guns together, and it would be a free-for-all. We would kill every Russian that we see if they came over on this shore. So, <laughs> you know, not just have to worry about the troops, you got to worry about the civilians. Now, over there in Ukraine, I'm sure they don't have as many guns as the civilians do over here. You got to be really worried. I mean, Chicago alone could probably take out half of Russia. That's just how crazy it is. All of Chicago's guns and everything and all their gang members and shit could probably take out half of Russia. <laughs> then you got Los Angeles, New York. It's just... I feel really bad for the people over there that do have to fight for their freedom. But you gotta think about back when the American Revolution was going on. British came over and tried to, with thousands of warships, and they had us outnumbered, and we didn't have enough ammunition a lot of times. And look, we still came out on top, you know. And the British was a very strong, prepared navy and army. They had a very good military. Russia, like I said, they're outdated. They're washed up. They haven't seen war in, like, fucking... Never. <laughs> if you put the Americans against the Russians, the Americans have been to war since the 70s, if not earlier. Ever since fucking Pearl Harbor, we've been fighting wars. So, for other countries like Russia to say, oh, they're so big and bad, when was the last war that they fought against a major superpower country? Actually, back in World War II, when we were against Germany, Russia was one of our allies. Russia was helping us in the sky with the Air Force. We were flying together against Germany. And now look at us. Complete enemies. That's crazy. Well, you know, back then, we also didn't have Putin as a leader at Russia, so... So yeah, anywho, um, I just got a message from a friend that was asking me about my job situation. He's been listening to this podcast station, and for any any of you that's just joining, that I haven't, you know, you should really go back and watch the old episodes, but I'll go ahead and let you know. <laughs> Long story short, I had a job for nine years working at a gas station, and I liked it. I guess, I mean, to a certain extent, I had certain regular customers and stuff that I thought that I liked, you know, anywho, they ended up firing me, long story short, because they said that I called the boss a cunt, and it was on social media, after nine years, I got nothing to show for it, so, which is fine, because they weren't paying me what I needed to be paid anyways. And I was slaving away eight hours a day, five days a week, and I didn't have anything to show for it. It was driving me nuts. So, I ended up getting a part-time job right next door at a taco place. Right next door. It's a family-owned business. It's not corporate. It's family-owned. 
which is a little bit better in my book. And so I put in the app that that day, like five minutes after I put in the app, I said, maybe I should call them and figure out, you know, just for shits and giggles. And I called him and he told me to come in for an interview and I did and he hired me. And it was a godsend to me because it, it meant that I could still keep paying my bills. Long story short, I was between a rock and a hard place. I was kind of coming up on the end of my money. I had already paid a month ahead for rent, but I was still kind of coming to an end, you know. And so I took that job because it paid my bills. This, this taco place, I've realized it's a good little part-time job. I like the people that I work with. It's not too hard of a job. And I don't have to travel further to get to work than what I was already traveling. So, and I really enjoy having some more free time to myself. Instead of working 38, 40 hours a week, I'm working 25 to 30 hours a week or maybe a little bit more. And I really enjoy having that time off to myself. I really do. So, but I do know that I have to get another part-time job to supplement to make money for this van life. Which I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Because like I said, I know it's going to go strictly towards that. So, I don't want to work for nothing. And that's basically what I was doing at the gas station for nine years. I was working for nothing. So when you work when you work um, a part-time job, you get taxed different on your paychecks. When you get paid part-time and you get paid every two weeks, you get taxed a lot less than what you would if you got paid every week. I was paying about $400 a month in taxes at least, whenever I was working at the gas station. Now, I probably get taxed like $50 every two weeks. So, so anywho, um, things are going to change for the better. I, um, I'm not going to make any more moves unless it's going up. So, this job's got its little perks here and there. Um, like I said, who doesn't like tacos, for one? For two, they have a little stand out at the fair every year. And I talked to a couple co-workers earlier today, and I was like, what's the deal with the whole fairground stand? I said, yeah, they kind of just pick and choose, you know, who they want from which store to go out there. And you can volunteer to go out there. And he said, I'm probably going out there. All that ass that's going to be out there. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I probably will. I probably will go out there because it's not that much further of a ride. It's probably the same distance to just go straight into the fairgrounds instead of, you know, where I work. So I haven't been to the fair in probably five years. I don't even know. But they said that Nine times out of ten, they pick the people from our location. Um, I thought that'd be kind of cool to 
go out there and work and be able to, um, when I get off, I can be able to go walk around. You know what I'm saying? So I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to work the fair this year, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We're going to see when it gets closer to time. I, de I definitely don't want to be stuck at the, um, I don't want to be stuck at the store because it's going to be so busy. Like, it's it's busy right now. Every day that we work, it's like nonstop until 10 o'clock. And motherfuckers do not stop coming. Eventually, at 9 o'clock, we have to tell them that the fryers are shut off, the quesadilla machine is shut off. They'll be trying to order shit all night. And we got to clean that shit. We got to clean the fryers and whatnot. It takes about 30 to 45 minutes to clean the fryers. And so whenever the fair comes into town, there's like three times more traffic. And just everything gets crazy, especially on the north side of town. So um, it's going to be nonstop craziness at the store. I feel like if you go out to the fairgrounds, it's going to be busy, but it's not going to be as crazy as what it is at the store. So, there's going to be people that are, not only the ones that are regularly going there, but you're going to have all the drunks and shit that are coming there from the fairgrounds. So... Like I said, plus it'll it'll just give me a change of scenery. So maybe I might run into somebody out there that I used to know or that I haven't seen in a while. Who knows? To be honest, these chicken wings are only an hour in. I can't even really smell them yet. But I know they're cooking. <sighs> thinking about eating that pizza and then having having a few of these wings I don't think I'm gonna eat half of them I've got two pounds of wings in there so I think I'll eat a half pound and then save the other pound and a half for tomorrow who knows they were really I mean in Illinois it's pretty expensive for meat and it was $15 for two pounds of chicken drumsticks and wings, or you can get two and a half pounds of wings, but they were like the whole wings, like with the little wing tips on them and shit, and I, don't, I didn't feel like fucking with them, so they were like $18 anyway, so I'm like, fuck it, who cares? I felt like if I just got the wings, there weren't going to be enough meat on it. Most of the weight is in the bones. So, I took a jar of Hooters sauce. Like I said, it says it serves up to five pounds. <clears throat> I only have two pounds, so I used half of a jar. Added a little bit of water, and I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't even know if that's going to be enough. gonna see here in just a little bit but unfortunately I only have like 13 minutes left on here so maybe less 
I'm on beer number four. Like I said, we're drinking on 312 Goose Island Urban Wheat Ale. It's one of my favorites. You get it for like 15 bucks for a 15 pack. I haven't had a beer in over a week, so I'm really enjoying it. I think I'm going to enjoy a nice steak or some pork chops or something over at my mom's house one of these days here soon. Go over there and cook out. I might even have to go get my own charcoal. I don't know. She said she had some, but I know how she gets. So, if I buy my own charcoal, I won't have to worry about listening to her. <laughs> I need to get a little grill, you know. I've been thinking about getting one from Oklahoma Joe. And it's a little tabletop grill, but it's made out of steel, you know. It's got the cast iron grates in the middle. It's really, it's like 150 bucks though. It's really durable. and But I thought, I don't want a charcoal grill. I kind of want to get one of those Traeger smokers. And they make a Scout Traeger and they make a Ranger Traeger. And the Ranger is like a couple hundred bucks, maybe 300. But you can smoke a fucking Boston pork butt roast on that motherfucker for like 10 hours. You know, and that's the difference. With charcoal, you got to keep stoking the fire and I don't know. 150 bucks is like half of a Traeger right there. So, and whenever I live in my van, I can take my Jackery battery out there and use it to power the Traeger. See? <laughs> going to be pretty awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. There's a lot of state parks and national parks I want to visit. I want to get a lot of pictures. Um, it's probably going to be about a couple of years before I start being able to branch out and go from state to state. Because, like I said, i got to save up money for my van. i got to save up money to live off of. Um, hopefully, maybe if I save up enough money to live off of and everything, I can move to a different state, maybe closer to John, and I can find another job maybe in North Carolina or South Carolina along the beach or something somewhere stay there for a little while, like I said, save up some money, and who knows, if I want to move from the East Coast to the West Coast by then, you know, the the possibilities are fucking endless, whenever you live out of a van, they're just endless, you can do whatever you want, you don't have to worry about selling your house if you're moving out of state, you don't have to worry about paying property taxes or insurance. It's great. You don't have to worry about paying a gas bill that's outrageous. You can use propane. Your water bill is only as much as you use. You know, um, it's just great. All the way around. I don't, I don't think I've found one negative thing about living in the van except it's going to be hot as fuck in the summer. And a little chilly in the winter. But I can deal with the winter. So. I, I'm a. I ride my bike in the winter. So. The cold doesn't really bother me. 
and whenever I'm going to have an electric blanket and a sleeping bag, it's not going to bother me. Eventually, when I get heating and everything right and whatnot, and I get everything dialed in, I want to get a dog or a cat. I think I'd rather get a dog. I think cats are just into shit too much, and when it gets hot outside, they just fucking get crazy, you know. With a dog, you know, I don't want to get... I'd like to get a fucking bloodhound or something, but they just bark too loud. So I'm probably going to get like a little Jack Russell Terrier or something, you know. I'd like to have a Dalmatian. I think they're gorgeous. Kind of like looking at a zebra, you know. I'd like to have a Dalmatian. But I'm sure they're very expensive. I don't know. When the time comes... When the time comes. Well, we've only got about six more minutes left. And I don't think I'm going to make another one tonight. I'm kind of surprised that I made two of them, honestly. But I kind of get in these spells where I don't make any at all for like a week. And then I'll make like two a night. You know, I don't know. Just whenever I get the, whenever I get the time. Usually, whenever I'm drinking and stuff, I make more podcasts. But if it's a night where I'm sober and there's nothing really going on, you know, I usually call it a night after one. So it just depends. Just depends. If I've got a lot of shit to talk about, then I'll make two. Anywho, I'm thinking about getting a wax rig here in a little bit. I'm thinking about ordering one off the internet. But I have to have a debit card or a prepaid debit card in order to do that. So, Plus, there's some other things that I need to probably order off the internet as well. So maybe I do need to get a prepaid debit card. Anywho, I bought a pack of cigarettes earlier today at work. I've already smoked over a half pack. That's why I don't like buying cigarettes. That's why I usually bum them off people because they said, they, they're like, well, why don't you just go buy a pack? Well, if I do that, <laughs> they're going to be going by tomorrow. Especially if I'm drinking. I bought them at like 5 in the evening. It's not even 12 hours later and they're almost, they're like three quarters of the way gone. So, uh, anywho, like I said, I gotta take my bike into the shop. Hopefully, um, well, I guess I'm going to take the black one in there first, then take the yellow one, and hopefully he can get it fixed pretty quick, and, you know, hopefully I don't have to pay anything. Last time I only paid 100 bucks, but he didn't really get the gears fixed on it, so. And now, I don't even think that he can fix the gears, because there's a spring missing, the rear derailleur is all fucked up and everything. He's like, well, let me just save it if I can. 
if I can use the original parts, then I want to use the original parts. Well, it's fucking over five to seven years old, and it's had a lot of abuse on it, and it's not worth saving. It's like a $30 part. So, I'm tired of having all the headaches that come along with it. I need something dependable, and that means I have to order a new derailleur and have him put it on. That's what needs to happen. So whenever I take my black bike in there, I'm going to have a talk with him and ask him, should we just do that? Because I'm tired of fucking with it. Anywho, it's getting close to the end of this podcast, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and end this one too. I only got like two more minutes left. I don't know. Who knows? I'll just sit on here until it's almost close to time. Got a lot of fucking things that are going to be going on within this next year. Well, next year, but within the next couple years, it's going to be a lot more shit. I'm planning on maybe going to Vegas next year for vacation. So dirt cheap out there, I think me and my friend are going to fly out there, um, who knows, I think me going to Chicago and me and him flying out to Vegas would be awesome, there's so much shit to do out there, you don't have to go to casinos and gamble in order to have a good time in Vegas, so, thinking about it, that's just more money that's, you know, if I'm not set already in van life, that's just more money that I gotta pay, you know. I don't know. Anywho, I'm probably gonna have another beer or two. Wait for these wings to get done. I'm gonna watch some Gotham. And, uh, I probably might make another podcast tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe. Depends on how it goes. But if not, You'll catch me on the next one. So, it was real, it was fun, but it wasn't real fun. See Jizzle and the Wizzle signing off.